Brothers, what is going on? Now, this is my 16th PSA for brothers real quick. Again, when I make these topics, this is a a black male specific episode, but, you know, it can apply across different racial lines. Because I think this is an issue that is not being talked about. But this is one issue that is just being completely ignored in the black community, and that's because of matriarchy. We're a matriarchal society. But... Let me go ahead and get that title off. So, this is my 16th PSA for Brothers, as I stated earlier. And this one, I want to point out how feminism is a bigger problem than racism. Now, I know. I know. I know some of y'all, some of you brothers are still, you know, hoteps and pro-blacks, etc. And saying anything against the narrative that the white man did it all, the white man's fault for everything, the white man invented the universe and we needed to stop the white man, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I know some of y'all believe that shit and this ain't for you. This entire episode is going to trigger you and I recommend you turn us off. Um, those of y'all who got brains, let's go ahead and have this discussion. Feminism, if we want to break it down in all of its waves, has been a major problem particularly for black men. And, you know, there's, a, they, there's the, the cancerous segment of the red pill who will, who will often write off male failure as, you know, to blame them. And while there's a negative truth to that, I, I wholly believe that people should be responsible for when they fail. It all, there also has to be a point to where you can point out that the society wanted this to happen. And why feminism is a problem. Let's start off from the beginning, where I saw, where I believe the original issue is, historically speaking. And this is some truth, or not so much truth, but you know, some conspiracy, some personal opinion, some actually verifiable facts, all wrapped up in one point. But here's where I want to start. Look at the civil rights movement and the century-long plus strive to quote-unquote bring black people to equal standing, right? A lot of those, especially you're talking about the law, civil rights laws, if you will, or equality laws, quotas, etc. A lot of these things were meant to kind of right the wrong of Jim Crow. Now, ultimately, there's no way to... You, you don't have time machines, so... When we talk about the different disparities with black people and the issues that we have, you know, there's no there's no time machine. There's no law you can put on the books. There's no amount of welfare or handouts or goodies that you can give that will, quote unquote, fully right that wrong. Because you just can't. Number one, you can't go back in time. Number two, you can't change history. I'm sorry, those are two. That's the same point. But basically, you cannot unwrite what is already written. Unfortunately, you severed, well, not you, when we look at American black people, in, in particular, they were severed from their culture, from their original culture. Like a lot of Americans, white, black, or I'm sorry, white, Latino, and otherwise Asian, they have a cultural baseline, a value system to tap into, a something to, I guess, not so much just call home as... You know, they have something to tap into. Like, Chinese people, for example, or whatever you may call the Asians, they have the, they can tap into their uh, culture, their own culture. Either Chinese, Korean, Japanese, whatever they are, right? White people, obviously, they're they able to tap into their culture. The Italians, the Irish, British, whatever. 
um, even the Latino community, they have, they have a source. They have source material for their beliefs, their everything, right? So, you know, Puerto Rico, Mexico, etc. You know, Central North America, South America, Latino, even Latinos from particularly Spain, white people from Spain, because I think there were Latinos, Arabs, and white people that primarily occupied Spain. But And then Portugal as well. Uh, there were black people from that portion of the world, which a lot of people don't know. I mean, obviously that's not their genetic homeland, but they're, they settled there, which is, you know, not a point I'm trying to make at this moment. But we look at American black people, and whilst there is a strong racial identity, because we don't have a national identity, I think that was the word I was searching for earlier, um, there's a strong racial identity with American black people, and the reason for that is not hatred of other groups or anything like that, even though a lot of groupthink, a lot of tribalism doesn't come at the uplifting of that particular tribe or group. It always it, it always wants to seek out an enemy and blame its problems there. Like, uh, sidebar on tribalism really quick. Like, I hate tribalism even though I'm black and I'm male. I don't like to do so much male pop tribalism as so much as try to always look at the general case and uplift the individual. It's always about what the individual may want or need or that person who may be treated unfairly or may have an advantage in one area or another, particularly gender politics are a lot of a lot of garbage right now. A lot. But um just to sidebar real quick, so there's a strong racial identity with black people in America, particularly because there's no cultural identity for us. We don't have anything to tap into. And there is an encouragement to, like, hey, since y'all are here, y'all were segregated, seg- cut off from Africa, if you will, that your identity is American. And black people in America probably, and I, I agree to this point, they probably aren't ready to embrace that fully, and, and I disagree, even though this is the thought process is because white people don't like them, or because they can't identify with uh, as a being American because of whatever racial reasons they may come up with. Um, I, I may not agree wholly with the, oh, it's all the white man's fault, but there's some truth to that. They, they, they're, they're not going to forgive that past, which... Can you blame people? The people. Anybody who's not black and listening to this, can you blame any of them? I mean, have Jews been have have Jews come out and say, "Hey, Germany, we we forget, well, let's forget about the Holocaust." We no, they're making movies about that shit every other fucking year, and every day you're seeing references to it on TV. Like they, you'll never forget. Their fucking Holocaust museum essentially says, "Never forget on it." And while I I agree with that, I would say. And I'm not even going to say so much as forgive. Uh, definitely don't forget. Definitely don't forgive. But what you can do is look. Don't exist in a state constant state of hatred. Don't exist in a constant state of envy. Don't worry about the past. Now remember it, respect it, honor it. Use it as a source of motivation. Whatever you, you need individually. But definitely don't use it as a crutch to kind of excuse yourself from ever putting in any type of effort in life or quitting when you just started because a lot uh, I hate to say it in our community we're matriarchal women women's voices are the loudest they control most of the the culture narrative ideas thoughts dreams whatever the hell they they have uh, they reign supreme in the black community but the problem there is a lot of women are I hate to say childlike when it comes to goals and aspirations meaning they, they can't take failure and a part of being an adult in this day and age is you're, you're going to fail a lot, a lot. 
I mean, look at, I hate to use baseball as a reference, but baseball's a great example of that. Baseball, you know, great, world, not even world class, like great Hall of Fame level World Series winning hitters hit 300. That means they go seven, for every 10 times that they go up to bat, they're successful three out of that 10 times. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's phenomenal. And in a lot of ways, that is life. That is fucking life. I mean, even for men. Let's look at men, for example. Men with dating and jobs and everything. The 80-20 rule, I think, applies to more than just dating. But let's just let's reference dating for it in a good example. So, in dating, a man who's like 10 or 20%, so basically every woman he talks to, he is able to get what he wants, either a relationship or sex, from one or two women out of 10. That man's a fucking god. Because the average guy probably goes like one for 40. You know, talks to 40 women, is able to sleep with date or date, you know, one or two. I personally probably had a one out of 10 ratio, maybe one out of 20. I had like a five to 10%, I I hovered in the five to 10% area, which is good for an average guy. But a dude who's like at two out of 10 women, dude's a god. Um, Not in my eyes, but of that particular skill set, because for men, dating is a skill. For women, it's just that they, they can just, they have to master beautiful, you know, getting beautiful, if you will, makeup and all that other trash. Um, so that being said, all of that being said, get me back into the central topic. White women during the civil rights era got involved, started radical second wave feminism and it was whatever I don't even I don't even separate them via waves the only re, the only reason that feminism came in different waves is because of wars and women kind of went back to being traditionalist every war because they didn't want to get involved in war because the feminists were about what they were talking about they would have been out there on the front lines you know digging trenches and shit manning whatever the hell you want to call it um you know what I'm saying contributing if you will and they didn't they 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 sat at home, they cheered the men on, and they even gave white, white. I think it was white feathers. Like, women were giving white feathers to men who refused to go to the war and called them cowards and all that shit. So women are very... <laughs> I don't know what word you can use. I'm not going to insult women right now. I'm going to insult feminism. So women were pretty full of it when it came to that stuff, if you really think about it, you know, the white feathers, the not going to war themselves, which I don't want women in war, but it's awfully funny how they don't want equality when there's a war going on, but then as soon as the war ends, it's all about, let's take the patriarchy down, blah, 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 and the reason there is a patriarchy is because men had to die and bleed to build the West. So much had to be changed. So not so much changed. So much had to be sacrificed, mainly by men, to build the West. So naturally, if you create something, you're ultimately going to be in charge of it. Now that we have a democracy or a quote-unquote democratic republic or whatever you want to call America, it's more of an oligarchy now. It's more of a feminist oligarchy, if you will. Um, that system was built and put up and propped up because men built it. So, excuse me for wanting to be, or that men want to be in charge of something that they built and ultimately hold the risk of protecting because if that if that culture if Western society is ever threatened again, who's going to have to, particularly with violence or war, death, slavery, any type of encroaching of freedom, 
via violence, which the U.S. government is getting involved in, uh, you know, itself, doing its own versions of that shit. But when that situation arises, women aren't going to be the ones taking up arms to defend that, you know, the system, the West, anything like that. It's going to be men, right? So why, if men have to hold, if their lives are the costs to protect, uphold, and build the society, then why the fuck shouldn't they at least have the majority say so on how that society is run? But I don't want to go there. That being said, like I said, white women got involved in the civil rights movement and stole some of that, stole a lot of those, you know, what they were trying to do to right the wrongs of that, right? And... I don't know. For me personally, that's unforgivable. They were trying to right the wrongs of Jim Crow and white women were being benefited for something that they enforced. White women were a part of Jim Crow. White women, and particularly when we talk about white women and black men, and that's why I've said black men um, tread lightly when dating white women. I'm not a dick police. I'm not going to sit there and say, don't date outside, you know, whatever. If you want feminine women, unfortunately, the most feminine women you can find are non-black. That is just sad, but that's true. But... You know, all that said, white women were on the other side of Jim Crow. They weren't victims of Jim Crow. They were enforcing Jim Crow. As a matter of fact, they used one of their greatest weapons during the eras of Jim Crow to get black men lynched. And that is the good old false rape accusation or false, you know, false accusations, if you will. A white woman with a mere utterance has so much power, it's not even fun. Not women in general, but particularly a white woman with an utterance has the power to take a life. She doesn't need a gun. A white woman doesn't need a gun or anything to essentially take a life. All she has to do is point at anybody, any type of man, especially a black man, and say, accused. And because she's now, you know, so held, held at such a steep, you know, at such a level in society, excuse that wind, I'm really sorry about the background noise. So they're held at such a high esteem in society, that accusation is like the coordinate uh, that Aaron has on Attack on Titan, excuse the reference, that empowers, it literally puts a battery in the backs of all these like simp-ass white men to do her bidding, commit violence on behalf of her, to use the system, which she is the majority of voters in, to take the life or lifestyle or freedom of that man she accused, regardless if that man has never even touched her. Because... There have been accusations, like, in my personal story, I did, I actually did have sex with the girl, which she pursued, not me, but there are probably accusations out there where it's like, I've never even had intercourse with this woman, but I'm facing a rape charge for some pussy I never got. Like, that type of shit, and it's absolute garbage. And another reason, I don't have much to say on the main topic, but let me just try to build all the points and kind of explain myself and why I I feel the way I do. So... Another th- another reason that I would hold feminism more responsible for black issues than racism is the welfare state. The welfare state intentionally sought, or per- not so much sought, okay, let me take the word back. They, in a lot of ways, encouraged or influenced the fatherlessness in the black community. Because the welfare state, for some reason, you know, not even, no, not, 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 not an excuse. Women have hypergamy, period. It's an instinct. Female hypergamy causes women to always seek out the best deal possible at all times. That's why marriage is such a bad deal for men, because women are always going to try to essentially trade up. 
And unfortunately, given the circumstances of black men when the welfare state was instituted, the welfare was a better deal than marrying a black man or being with a black man, even if you've had children by that man. So women were able to have their kinky needed too because the welfare was monkey branching for a black woman. So essentially what you had here was, okay, I'm going to get rid of the man. Then they started instituting the child support. So it's like, oh, wait, I got a better deal by getting rid of this man, throwing him on child support, getting another man. And like, like we talk a lot about, particularly in the Red Pill community, they talk a lot about having multiple streams of income. That's why these bitches, or women, I'm sorry, make multiple children with multiple men. Because if one child support check stops, you have more coming in. Plus, you're going to get welfare for all those kids. And the more kids you have, the more welfare you get. So it's a significantly better deal than staying in a family with a black man. And hence, you got, you went from the 60s, I mean the 50s and 60s, where the black family had like 10% or 12%, I think it was between 10 and 20% single motherhood, to 75% single motherhood. And it's only going up. And as a matter of fact, other communities are seeing spikes in that too. Around the same time, the white community had an increase in single motherhood. Uh, it wasn't as significant as other communities, like the Latino community, I think, is at 50%. Uh, the black community, obviously, is 75%. The white community, I think, in 2019, is sitting around 40%. So it's something getting worse. And for women, for women, this is, this is empowering. This isn't a problem. And they're playing, you know, like we talk about, having multiple forms of revenue. So they're able to play multiple sides. They're able to play, I'm independent, I'm strong, I'm, you know, man. But he needed his sperm and his child support check. So they're able to get the, the welfare is one form of income. Their own jobs is another form of income, which they don't report that because they oh, I got kids. I need welfare. So they get the welfare, their jobs, and a man to kind of derive, get revenue from. And the great thing about the welfare state and all this in the child support system is you're able to get all the benefits of being a wife with none of the costs. You don't have to be loyal to a man. You don't have to clean up after a man or your kids. You don't really have to spend the money that you get from all these different streams of revenue on the kids. You can just go buy bullshit and feed your kids fucking, you know, handouts from the fucking, what do you call it? What's that shit called that they get? Wick. You get you get Wick. You can get your kids the fucking food, kitchen food. That's what, I remember going to food kitchens as a kid. And we would eat a lot of canned goods and bullshit because the money could go to whatever the fuck the mom was doing, whatever, you know, what living YOLO, whole life, whatever you want to call it, right? So these were products of feminism, not racism. I mean, anyway, I think feminism is more racist than the alt-right. At least the alt-right is honest. Feminism doesn't admit that they don't like black people, but looking at all the things they did, looking at Margaret Sanger's being a eugenist, wanting to get used the Planned Parenthood to reduce the black population or almost get rid of black people. I don't know exactly the exact quote, so I'm not going to say it, but those were feminists behind that shit. Not, you know, self-identified KKK members, alt-righters, or white supremacists. Now, that doesn't mean that feminists and white supremacists, white supremacists aren't one and the same. But now black people have taken feminists into the fold as allies, which is some bullshit. You don't see the under that fucking gender equality mask is a fucking KKK role. And that's why I have this big issue with the pro-wax, as I call them, the, the uber black liberals, and all these people on the left and CNN viewers and the quote unquote NPCs, you know, the black NPCs, if you will. But I don't know, maybe I'm talking out of my ass and y'all might think I'm fucking crazy. And I guess one of the last points, because I do come in here and wanted to make three points, 
and kind of explain why I thought the way or think the way I do on this particular issue. So, the third thing with this trash, with this garbage-ass feminist movement that nobody's calling out, particularly in, in the black community, is the sexual liberation irreparably damaged the black community. Like, irreparably. Because all the women are involved in pretty pretty much engaging in transactional sex. Young black girls who could potentially be good black women. I see a lot of good black women ruin their lives, ruin their potential, ruin their futures by living that whole life that feminism taught them. That fucking sex in the city and all the programming through the media and entertainment and magazines. I mean, social media now. Like, women are... Well, not just women. People. We are being programmed programmed to live, think, and feel certain ways. And this is intentional. This isn't some, This is, you don't think, this isn't some entertainment form or anything like that. This is the plan. It's ultimately the plan. Now, I can't tell you what that plan is, right? But I can tell you, well, I'm trying to park here at this store, check out a phone and shit, excuse me. Um, anyway, but that's the fucking plan. Let's literally, it's not, a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's just, you know, you, people have this conspiracy theory against feminism, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't feel that this is a conspiracy theory. I feel that there are a lot of issues being faced by society, men, the black community, a lot of different groups, right? And the biggest culprit is feminism, not racism. And I wanted to make all those points to say this. If you want to be liberal, fight fight white supremacy and all the things that CNN and Don Lemon and all these people are talking about, if Trump, Trump ain't your president, orange man bad, that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that stuff. And in a lot of ways, as a libertarian, there are a lot of liberal points that I could probably sit down and we can look at the results. Because I like to look at results. I don't like to look at the ideals. And I, in, I, ideologically, communism's a great thing, but I, the results of it is trash, so I would never support it. So I would sit down, I could sit down, look at something, and see what results it's produced, and be like, take, you know, obviously from that point, actually make a judgment call, and take into account what I actually think about it, you know what I'm saying? But I've been going for quite a while, I wanted to do like a 20-25 minute episode, and um, that was my point. Now, having said all that, take a look at feminism. Don't quote, don't take me, don't even take my word for it. And don't take a feminist or a biased, you know what I'm saying, something that's biased, don't take their point for it. Don't take CNN, don't take the liberal media, don't even take the conservative media. Because when we talk about NPCs, these Fox News viewers, these uh, MAGA hat wearing people, they're NPCs too. But that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is, as the pro-blacks like to tell everybody to do, try to do your own research. Use YouTube. Look at independent media. Look at independent individuals that try to tell you their stories. Look at the results of societies. And then try to formulate your opinion with this feminism shit. And maybe you'll know, maybe you'll find that I'm right. Or maybe you'll find that I'm a misogynist psychopath that needs to be castrated on behalf of feminism. But you'll never know until you actually go out there and do the work, try to find out for yourself and formulate your own opinion. Because it's all about what the individual sees, perceives, sees and perceives. 
and I'll leave that up to y'all. But y'all have a good one. Brothers, other men, whoever else may listen. I appreciate y'all who click on the show and come, you know, lend your ears to me, who I'm, I'm ultimately am a complete stranger. But I hope that I leave you with a point or two that, you know, may resonate with you and give you an idea or provide you a little clarity or motivation. That's really what it's all about. Even if I could just help one person feel just a smell, a, a, a slight amount, you know, a smudging better than they felt before. It's really what it's all about. So I don't got much else to say. Um, it's pretty much the end of the week. Y'all have the rest of y'all Friday to kick some ass and hopefully have a good weekend if you're off Saturday and Sunday. So I got to work tomorrow, so I'm not off, but y'all do enjoy your weekend anyway. I'm out. <laughs>